All right, all right. And it's 41, South Carolina, 20. The Vols finish the job. They get their revenge. They smash Spencer Radler. They take down the dork, Shane Beamer. Thank goodness. Hey, we covered like you said. Hey, just barely, baby. Right under the gun right there. A cover's a cover. Exactly. Nobody said that it had to be by a bunch of points. It just has to be by half a point, honestly. Exactly. Tennessee, Tennessee covers their uh, co- covers the halftime spread, covered the, the pregame spread by almost 10 points. Uh, regardless, a, a fun win overall outside of uh, the terrible injury to Brew. I mean, obviously, that, that is going to suck no matter what happens. But uh, that was a good one. Dunked all over South Carolina. We're going to talk about it all. I'm Charlie Burris. That's former Vols quarterback Jonathan Crompton. We'll break it down right after I tell you about our awesome sponsors. First up, BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash A-T-O-Z sports and save 10% on your first month with BetterHelp. Zen Sports, the fastest growing sports book in Tennessee. Use code A-T-O-Z-T-N, A-T-O-Z-T-N to get 5% cash back on your total betting volume for your first 15 days of betting. Rattle and snap Tennessee whiskey from Logstill Distillery right here. I got it ready for the post game. Uh, make your own luck just like Tennessee's fast-paced rattle and snap offense. Rattle and snap Tennessee whiskey. And another a new sponsor here with us, Hello Fresh. Code Vols A Z V O L S A Z and I oh I had that crap. What is the promo on now? On I I want to say fifty percent off your first order. Well, I'm gonna have to find it. Don't quote me on that. Here it is: fifty percent off plus fifteen percent off your next two months. That's great. That's professional right there, baby. Live show. <laughs> All right, love it. <laughs> Let's get to it, Crump. Um. Tennessee just shut the door. It was, it was a good second yeah. half. What what'd you think? Um, one, I mean, it's, it's always exciting when you win. Um, especially, I just, I don't know why. I've just never, and you never like your opponents, but there's just something about South Carolina that just irks you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, it's just different. It's not like, it's not like the Florida and Alabama, like, hatred. It's just a, it's just, they're, it's they're a strong pest. dislike. Yeah, it's like a strong dislike to like a dislike of like who you always think that you're good, but you're not. Like you know, it kind of like the annoying ten year younger neighbor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like just yeah. stop it. You're you're not gonna beat me in pickup basketball outside. You know that type of kid. That's what I feel about South Carolina. So we we took care of business tonight. And yes, I don't know where the hell it came from either. Throw that out there. <laughs> it works. Um, you know, just going with it here. It's the beauty of your live show. Um, but no, I mean, it was it was good to take care of business. I I sincerely enjoyed the revenge for our defense, given uh, with the atrocity that it was last year, as far as nine touchdowns or whatever, nine out of ten drives or touchdowns, blah blah blah. And we only gave up 169 passing yards to Rattler. Now 201 total. That was because of fake punt. So Rattler only had 169 yards and a pick coming back from what we did last year. So that was very, very um, – that was exciting to see the defense step up tonight. It was getting sacks. Um, so just all around all around good team win. It really was. And and to, to your point there with South Carolina being a pest, one of, 
one of your uh, best wins of your time at Tennessee was a was a smackdown of South Carolina in black jerseys. I was in the crowd watching you do that. Uh, thank you for that. That was a fun one, uh, by the way. But <laughs> fun, fun <laughs> so, night, fun night. You, yeah, you you know a thing or two uh, about that for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, on the whole, all things considered, I mean, you you ran the ball all over them, Joe. Two interceptions. You know, still questions there. We're going to talk about it uh, probably a little bit later after we get these these couple of sponsored segments in. But, you know, you, you just you take it all together and you're never going to have that much negative to say about a 21 point win over a team <laughs> in, in that you that you wanted deeply wanted revenge over. And and honestly, I mean, a lot of people were talking in this game about it being a must win for Heupel in this sort of re, quote unquote rebuilding year or whatever you want to call. I don't know if that's even the right way to phrase it, but uh, you know, the year after a big year and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a relief. It's a big, big relief. And and I think big, big relief, but then also really gratifying because I, it wouldn't have been as gratifying to win this thing just by like three points, last second field goal. That would have been fun for sure, but not as gratifying as just, you know, putting, putting the foot down and, and stepping on the throat. It, it feels nice. Uh, but I think that the defense has to be the thing that you point out first, right? I, it just, you, you said 169 yards passing for Radler. They were in his face all night long. Six, six, seven sacks, six sacks, whatever it was. I don't know what they finished with. Uh, not, not, not just a few. We'll just say it that way. Yeah. Really, really impressive. And I think, Oh, so somebody uh, just said it here in the comments. I want us to do an entire segment on this right here, uh, but Cooper Mays, Coming back, did it make as much of a difference as it looked like it made? It felt like the running game was different. Uh, are you, maybe are, are we? Are, are you asking me like right now? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's just do it. What you? What I do you? Mean, and, what do you and, think? And was and it that honest, big of a difference maker? Well, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it the first couple of games. Of now, we still ran the ball well in the first couple of games. It's not what I'm. I'm not saying we didn't, but it was a lot more crisp tonight. The if you go back and like you see some of the replays. You see the running lanes are slightly bigger. They're slightly more obvious for the running backs just with the double team movements. He, I mean, he is a difference maker in that sense. Um, the center is outside of the quarterback. The center is the most important position on the offensive side of the ball. Just what it is. If you do not have a legitimate center like to get your pass pro lined up, Make sure that your run blocking schemes are in order with what combos we're doing versus, you know, the right side, left side, all this stuff. Is the back staying in? Is he not? Making sure that the right tackle knows exactly where he's going. Um, then it, then it's tough. And you can tell, like I said, things are a little more crisp tonight, especially in the run game. The double teams were they're just better. Lane, is he's, he's a guard made possibly a tackle. He's not a center. That's why we've been saying uh, all year leading up. When we get Coop back, it'll be a little different. When we get Coop back, it'll be a little different. And that was, was that was what was good about tonight is you see the – I mean, we ran we, – we ran the ball 40 times tonight. 40 times. So, what did I say? We had 12 in the first half. So, we ran it 28 times in the second half. That's Tennessee football now. Yes. I mean, this, I love this style right here, 238 yards rushing and 239 yards receiving. Like it's what a beautiful balance right there. 
Yeah. I mean, if you can encapsulate that and <laughs> do that every game, that's a winning yeah. formula for Tennessee. You obviously you crossed that magical thirty point line. You you crossed it with with offense because you had a defensive touchdown in this one. You crossed thirty yep. points with offense too, right there at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, just all all the way around, an incredible team effort. Give every bit of credit where it's due. You wish that the brew wasn't hurt, but Ch- Chaz Nimrod came in had had a pretty egregious drop, but then kind of made up for that a little bit later with a first down catch. Uh, so. Hey, you take the good with the bad, and, and it's all there. We're going to, near near the end of the show, we're going to break down, talk about that South Carolina South Carolina game, that Texas A&M game. Uh, in light of what we just saw in uh, in the South Carolina game, we're going to discuss that. But first, got to get to uh, our, our first sponsor segment of the show, and this is a new one, but it's also kind of one that we've been doing the entire time here with Crompton. And it's quarterback breakdown, and it's brought to us by the good folks Hello Fresh. If I can get the read up here, this is more great live stuff here. With Hello Fresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients with seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make a home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why Hello Fresh is America's number one meal kit. You can kickstart a fresh fall routine with Hello Fresh. They handle all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part and you get to take all the credit and when it comes to options, more is more. And that's why Hello Fresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every week. A busy fall schedule doesn't always have to doesn't always leave you time to spare and with Hello Fresh you don't need it uh, with their easy recipes and 15-minute meals you can get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50VOLSAZ, 50VOLSAZ, and use code 50VOLSAZ uh, for 50% off, 15 plus 15% off your next two months. That is 50VOLSAZ for your code there. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, promo code 50VOLSAZ. Well, let's just do it. Joe Milton, uh, in this one, what was his exact stat line? He just had it up. 21 for 32 for 239, but two interceptions and one touchdown. Taking all of that into consideration, obviously, one by 21. Can't complain too much, but how'd you feel? I think he played a solid game. The The second interception, uh, it was the right decision. Just about a yard and a half too short. That's all. It's one of those that – but here's if you go back and you look at the touchdown – Horn, same guy, big body, back shoulder throw. So you could tell he was kind of throwing it the same way. DB made a hell of a play. I just wish he would have thrown it and kind of led him a little further in or actually into the end zone. That's all. Um, about a yard and a half underthrown. This is what it is. Other than that, he was 66% completion, 239. You know, um, Mr. Jones, and we all know how conversations have went in the past. Um, I'm just wondering, he said, Joe has made us adapt to being a defensive team. That's a plus again. I'm just, I'm just curious how that is a valid statement. And I'm asking that in all sincerity. How do you actually think that's valid at 66% completion, 239 through the air? We had 477 yards of total offense, but we're supposedly a defensive team that just, just stop. You know what I mean? I mean, you you 20, had or let's, we're twenty seven yards away from a five hundred yard total game, and that's not including technically that's not including um, 
any special teams. So I don't know exactly what that is then. Um, if we add those in, but just O and D 477 yards of offense. But remember we're a defensive team. I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. I should listen to your expertise. But, um, well, but I would say this about did our defense play phenomenal? Yes, but it's a team game. I'll take it. The defense played lights out tonight, but that doesn't yeah. mean that Joe Milton has made us a defensive team. Like that's the stuff that, yeah. that annoys me only in the sense of, People just like to take a shot at the quarterback when they don't know what the hell they're talking about because it's fun. And like people on here, Mr. Jones is uh, Brady Hoke on caps lock. You know, so <laughs> get him. I'm just like, come on. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's. John, I hope you know that I would like to be the coach of this football team. God, you know, man. like, just what, what, what he's on. doing right now. <laughs> and hey, um, did, did, we play, did we play perfect? No. But the, all I'm saying is stop acting like – stop acting like you know what you're talking about and just Googling random stats. Bill Pop says, can you tell me why Joe isn't taking off when nobody is open? Do, do I you think tonight that is, I think tonight's his knee. I think tonight's his knee. If you watch a couple times in the second half, he, he actually almost fell on one of them. The play right after he got tripped up, he almost – like he was backing out to his left, and you can tell it kind of like buckled on him. Yeah. And that is on it. that one kind of honestly that kind of made me a little worried for the structural um, integrity of his knee. Yeah, just it, and I'm not, I don't think I'm not saying I think anything's torn, but it just it was a little concerning because I mean he still made a good throw off balance. Um, got we got a completion first down all that, but it was like nobody was near you and you could see it buckle. I mean, it's just I, what happened. So, I'll I, say, I, so to answer that question, I think it's the knee brace. I think he's worried about his knee because last week he he was running fine until he got tweaked at the end of the first half. Yeah, but by week couldn't come at a couldn't come at a at a better time. Uh, just with the injuries that you sustain tonight. I mean, obviously, Brew's not coming back. I, I don't think we don't know the exact status there, but just from the the visual, fingers crossed. I think we, fingers crossed. Yeah. I, let's pray for a miracle. Let's pray for a miracle. But. Um, yeah, with, with everybody else, you, you look there, uh, Omar Norman lot got dinged up. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he came back into the game. I wasn't paying close enough attention there. Um, I'll have to rewatch and, uh, and obviously Joe with the knee, hopefully that can, that can shape up. Cause I, I, I just think he, after that UTSA game, I was so excited to see that running. I mean, it was so great. That 81 yard run that he ripped. Oh yeah. And then suddenly, you know, that, that first half ends with him with that, you know, getting his knee twisted up. And I just, ah, that was really frustrating because he, man, he can be a really powerful runner when he puts his mind to it. And I just wish that he would yeah. harness that so badly. Well, you know what? The, this this comment, I think, is pretty accurate by JT Smith. Second interception might mean Joe is not afraid and doesn't always overthrow deep pass anymore. That. I'm not gonna that that's I'm not that's disagreeing with that at all. That's but that's where we go with what I talked about in the first half or at halftime for the first half. What what and I'm not bringing up the past and all this stuff with, with Hendon, but what made Hendon more likable to the fans than Joe? He just he he the 50-50 balls, his arm was not as strong, so it looked like he was throwing it harder with more effort. Joe's arm so strong that when he puts more air on it, it looks effortless, and people go, Oh, well. He, they're trying to get the same product is what I'm getting at. 
50-50 balls literally mean 50-50, one out of two. Like, somebody's got to win it. And, and our offense, though, uh, most of our deep balls are 50-50 balls unless we – unless it's an absolute, like, schemed up, we know this is going to work, we're, we're getting them to bite here, we're fake screen, go, those types of things. But just our normal stuff is 50-50 balls. Um, and Hinden did a tremendous job at that. Joe's biggest downfall has been trying to make it the perfect throw over the top there and then it ends up being five, six, seven yards too far, rather than if you give your guy a chance, you at least you got a chance of catching it. If it's overthrown, he can't catch it. So I, I, I kind of agree with that comment a lot by saying maybe he is going to give his guys more of a chance because if you think about it, all night tonight he did. Um, Keaton, he threw a hell of a ball in the end zone. Um, did I really – last year, our guys catch that. Yeah. Right, But we're still trying to get guys to step up. I think Keaton can make that play in the first half and make that acrobatic, you know, fingertip catch in the end zone because it was tight coverage. Yeah, we I mean, just I mean, gotta start making we gotta start making those plays on like the throw could be a little more closer to the body, but he had to throw a little outside. So the DB can't make a play in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? It's just sometimes you gotta make that play. I mean, it it really is the time now, and I don't know if they can do it because they're they're definitely young guys. But you're you know Caleb Webb, Chaz Nimrod, it's time, baby. You gotta you gotta step up. You gotta bring it because if if Dante Thornton's gonna be out for whatever undisclosed reason, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and in your obviously you're down, Brew. You gotta you gotta become that guy. You gotta have uh, that that Jalen Hyatt, whatever it was, because some somebody has to step up and be that guy that, that Joe can lean on, especially if he's going to lose mobility with that knee in any of these upcoming games. Hopefully with the bye week, the bye week gets him more, you know, gets his feet under him better. We'll see. But Yeah, uh, but here's the thing. We've talked about this before. Guys, if, we, if we're going to throw for 240 and run for 240 a game, we, we're going to win that game. Just call it like it is. Yeah, period. If we throw for 240 and run for 240, it doesn't matter who runs for 240. But if our team runs for 240, it doesn't matter who, then we're going to win a lot more than we lose in those ball games. Do I wish Samson would get a lot more carries? 100%. I do. I just think he's electric with the ball. But going for 240 and 240 every game, we're really, 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 really dangerous. So it's, yes, I, would, I wish he would scramble more. Yes. But with the running backs we have, we got a three-headed monster. We may not need him to, if that makes sense. I mean, and we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And I'm going to throw this out there just because it's going to be fun. I can't wait for the comments right now, Charlie. You don't even know what I'm about to say either. And this is going to be a fun. I one. don't. I don't we, know what you're. We don't say. know what's going on behind closed doors, as far as conversations. But I can tell you that these conversations do happen in some organizations. Okay. Regardless of what anybody in these comments want to think, we can't have him hurt. We can't. You can sit here and say, "Oh, this, this, and this, and this, this, and this." Man, if what ifs that don't they don't mean anything. Hypotheticals don't mean anything. I don't know if these conversations are happening, but they may say, "Hey, man, you can't get hurt because we can't trust our backup right now because he's a true freshman." Maybe that's a conversation. I don't know, but I can tell you, when you don't throw him in with three minutes to go just to hand the ball off. 
I'm pretty sure that you don't stop asking for him to play. I did think that was odd. I, I thought that was you see what I'm saying? Like, for Nico that, to come that, in. Says, that says it all. We're at 21 points three minutes ago, and you don't put him in to hand it off. That says all I need to know. That says all I need to know. Of course, the, conspir- the, the conspiracy theory is they, they want to hide him because he's going to come in. He's going to outshine that, that's Joe. Not that's, a, not that's, that's not a conspiracy theory. That, or, or, take back. that is a, a very major conspiracy theory that is – that's almost worse than we never landed on the moon. <laughs> okay. That's just what it is. There. Well, what whatever it is that, yeah, there is something with Nico where they, I think they have some amount of an aversion to playing him, whatever that is. I mean, you, you fill in the blank, you know, them, they don't communicate it publicly. So fans are going to fill in that blank for themselves. And, and they're not, and they're never going to, and, and I don't expect yeah. them to. I'm exactly. just saying there's it just seems a little odd for the fact of he just instantly I understand the knee, but instantly <clears throat> excuse me is not moving at all. Um I'm telling you right now, there's a there's a chance. That they're telling him, dude, you can't get hurt. We don't have a guy that we can trust to go in ball games. I don't know that for a fact, but I've been in meetings behind closed doors. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that the ninety nine point nine percent of people that don't get to have those meetings would be shocked to know what is talked about. I'll say it that way. That's why I'm saying I'm not saying it's happening. But I'm not. I'm not going to be the naive person to go that they wouldn't say that because you didn't throw him in with three minutes just to hand it off with Milton having a bad knee. Yeah, it's an odd move. I like. Like I said, you, you know, you fill in the blank. It's it's interesting for them. I couldn't help it. Now I can't it, wait for the. It, now let's have conspiracy theories. We we. We have some uh, some moon landing truthers in the audience tonight. I love it. <laughs> didn't didn't, yes. didn't think that was going to get unearthed. <laughs> if we would, we should have had a Vegas line on if if that was going to be brought up. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, that that you was not on the bingo card. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, so we we still we got other segments that that we do have to to get to. Like I said, we're going to keep talking about everything. Preview the, the Texas A&M game to to wrap up the show, uh, but uh, the. The next thing that we got to cover, of course, is the Fradlin snap stat of the game. And do you see this beautiful bottle right here? It's keeping me company tonight because, of course, it is what is the best thing to have around for a Tennessee sports victory. I mean, if you listen to this show enough, you know this read by now. Nothing goes better with a Tennessee sports victory. than a great whiskey. And I'm talking specifically about Radlin snap Tennessee select straight whiskey. Logstill Distillery has a new Tennessee whiskey product called Rattle and Snap, named after a long-forgotten game of chance. Rattle and Snap is a whiskey for those who make their own luck. There's a four-year version, which is this one right here. I can show the camera. Look at it. It's beautiful. Looks great on the shelf. There's also an eight-year version. I've had both. They're great in cocktails, great neat in a glass, like I am drinking it right at this very second. Uh, so go and get your hands on a bottle in stores across the state of Tennessee. They're also available in Kentucky, Indiana, Mississippi. Run and don't walk to get yourself some Rattle and Snap. Whiskey for those Tennessee sports victories. Follow them on Instagram at Rattle and Snap Whiskey. Your stat of the game, uh, Crump. 
I'll I'll throw it to you. I think I think I know mine unless you take it, but I'll I'll shoot it to you first. Well, we kind of already touched on it. Um, it's a combination of two thirty eight and two thirty nine. That that's that's what we do. When we're that even, we're hard to beat. When we're that even, that means we're consistent. When we're consistent and we're running the ball that way, and then we're doing our our play actions. We're in rhythm, guys. We score forty-one points a game. We're going to win a lot of ball games, right? Sure. So that that's that's my stat of the game is four hundred seventy-seven total. Um, I I love seeing that number. Um, would I selfishly love to see it get above five hundred? Obviously, so. But it's really hard to reach that five hundred mark. It's a lot harder than people think. Right, unless it's just a game that's like, oh, we both sides like the LSU Ole Miss game, and it's like, oh, random one play, eighty yard drives back to back. Though you know, fluke games. Getting to the five hundred mark is obtainable for us, but the four seventy seven is my stat tonight. That was it was really good to see. Um, I think we played efficient as hell in the second half. I really do, and we got back to running the football. It was beautiful. I mean that 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 balance, even on a night when Joe throws two interceptions. I mean, I think I saw somebody in the comments say that earlier. I apologize for not remembering who it was, but they said if you told me that Joe throws two interceptions in this game and Tennessee wins by twenty one, I would have called you crazy. And it's because of that balance that that's the reason that you were able to do that. Uh, it just yeah. evens everything out. My my stat is this: six and eight, six sacks for Tennessee. Eight tackles for loss in this one. You lived in the backfield all over Spencer Radler. Obviously held him to 169 yards passing. He was just so uncomfortable. Radler was rattled. I'm sure that's a joke that will be made a thousand times this week. Uh, but really, I, that that was the case. 100%. They, South, South Carolina's offensive line is Swiss cheese. Let's start. Well, their, their left tackle is going to have nightmares. Oh man. I just got eaten alive. But here's the thing with that stat. You have to carry that forward. Texas A&M is working with a, a backup quarterback. I watched most of that game today with Texas A&M in Arkansas and he's not bad. Max Johnson, but I think he played for my high school coach. He what? He played for my high school coach. Really? Well, so maybe you might know a little yeah. bit about him here when we talk about Texas A&M. It's, A&M, it's but... Brad, Johnson, Brad Johnson's son. Oh, I didn't put that connection together. Huh. And well, uh, I guess his the... brother's one of the tight ends down there, too. A lot, a lot of people with the last name Johnson, I guess. But uh, Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about him in a second. But, uh, you know, the back, backup quarterback that hasn't played in that many games, and you can be all in his face if you can play a good game. I mean, you, you see it right there. When the offensive line – for the opposing team is weak. Tennessee doesn't just get into the backfield. They dominate. And so yeah. why don't you go and against a better offensive line? Because Texas A&M's off- offensive line is going to be way better than South Carolina's. So that just uh, Most teams are going to be better than South Carolina's offensive line in the SEC, at least. Um, and so you, you got to carry that forward and keep that momentum going. Hopefully Omar Norman Lott is fine, and, and you can keep bringing that heat defensively because it just makes such a huge difference. I said it on the podcast this, back, this past week. 
really Tennessee's best defensive back can is really its defensive line. <laughs> they, they they don't. I mean, really it, have in any... in theory, you're right in that. Yeah, I mean, they they just can make such a huge difference if if you just make the quarterback have a hard time getting the ball off it. I mean, that can make all the difference in the world right there. But uh, we we will see. Um, I, I think we'll we'll finish the show with some Texas A&M talk, but we do have to get to well any, anything else just with that that game in general that that you wanted to bring it up uh, at all here before we move on to the Texas A&M game uh, that we're going to finish with any anything else from the game that stood out to you? No, I mean not really. It, there, I mean there's um, there's a couple uh, comments we could always talk about as far as you know. It's always going to be the hot topic with Nico and blah, blah, blah. And some people have asked some, some good questions on it. Um, just as far as, you know, red shirt or, you know, this and that. And he can only play it, four games to red shirt. Four games. Four games. Um, the positive is hadn't reached four games yet. No. Um, Two, I believe so far. I, I think that's what it is. I'm not 100%, but I think so. But, you know, it's the the fact of. Because he's not ready. The best thing, best situation for us is for him to go in the season as the number two and still be able to redshirt. Yeah. Does that make sense? And oh, yeah. Still, and still, and still <clears throat> excuse me, still redshirt, still be a freshman next year, but be our, be our number two all year. That, that's a positive, right? We, we don't want him outside of certain situations, you know, and I, and I do say, and I, I go back to what I said is that is a little concerning that we don't want to put him in. We hadn't gotten to the four game mark yet. So we can still do it. I assumed we would do it tonight to get him at least, I know it's mop up duty, but sec atmosphere experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, not, uh, you know, um, Virginia and Austin P and UTSA um, atmosphere experience. I, I honestly figured tonight would be the night to get him in there. Night game, packed house, you know, electric atmosphere. That's where it's concerning. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly think that the the best case scenario is for him to be able to redshirt, stay healthy. Let's, you know, I mean, guys, we're four and one. Um, so the, the world's not collapsing. And the comments are phenomenal tonight. I, I, I love having the debates. But there are always going to be people that say, oh, we still suck or we're this, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're four and one. Now, we can always go and talk about that loss. I get it. But we're four and one, for God's sake. Right. Yeah, you know you what I mean? You watch Florida today, it probably should have been five and zero, oh, but you know, yeah, life. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that. I'm not gonna disagree with that at all. Um, everything's still ahead of us. Say it that way. The East is still ahead of us. It's not like Georgia's a world beater right now. No, you know what I mean. They're they're not just blowing people out. Yeah, Car- Carson Beck and kind of that the way their offense can stall out for huge portions of the game, that's going to leave them at least somewhat vulnerable 
all year more vulnerable than I think they were last year. But I, you know, of course they kind of had a game like that against Missouri last year too. So. Well, and somebody asked, asking if I think Nick will be the number two next year. I'm like, well, first off, I'm who knows you got to compete. You're not just given a job. So who knows? Um, We've got a, a freshman coming in. We got guys behind Nico. Anything can happen. We who knows? We may go get a portal guy, like we did with Hendon. Right? Nobody thought Hendon was going to be true. the dude when he showed up on campus. He he came in as the number three or four. Um, so those things, you know, you just you just you can't predict the future. If we did, if we could, I, I promise you, I would have won the billion dollar lottery like seven times. <laughs> you know. Well. I obviously will say, I mean, you, you do have to get somebody else who's not a walk on. Yeah. And you can at least say that much. Like you, you gotta have some kind of workable backup, but if if it's going to be Nico, I love Mr. Jones's, uh, football intelligence question mark. Mr. Jones is an interesting guy. He he watches a lot. Uh, Say it that way. Good. I mean, good, good. But damn. Um, he's, he's on one tonight. He's, he's Oh, I know. It's hilarious. And that's <laughs> what I have against Nico. I don't have anything against the kid. I don't know the kid. I'm just telling you from the actual football side of things, how it works. Just cause you like, just cause you think the kids, this isn't this doesn't mean he's, he's going to play. Right. And that, and I'm going to say anything that has nothing to do with Joe or anybody else on the depth chart. Just, just because you want the kid to play doesn't mean he's ready to play. It's, it's simple. Like they're paid to develop and make sure they're ready to play just because Mr. Jones wants them to play or whoever um, doesn't mean they're ready to go. Well, uh, John straight LMAO at me, at me calling someone else a dork. It's true. I am a dork. I mean, look at me. Is it, well, is it the glasses? We all are. We all are in our own way. Yeah. I, but honestly, I I call Beamer a dork in the it, in reference to him in the world of college football coaches. He's a giant dork. So is Eli Drinkwitz, or as I like to call him, Eli Dorkwitz. Uh, there there are just some guys in college coaching who are dorks. Beamer is is cringy as hell, and he deserves that moniker. And also, he lost by twenty one tonight. I will say whatever I want about Champion. Um, <laughs> So let's <laughs> let's finish let's finish with this. We're gonna talk about the Texas AM game, but we got uh we gotta have our final sponsor read here. And let's start it this way. Tennessee 41, South Carolina 20. Everybody who's watching, we've had almost 200 people in here uh, for, for most of the show. Um one word for how you are feeling after the 41 to 20 win in Neyland stadium tonight, go into the comments. Tons of people are commenting right now and go in for one word for how you are feeling after that, uh, that takedown of South Carolina, just drop it into the comments there. And then we're going to read them all. And then Crompton and I will give, uh, give our one word to get into the comments. Tell us your one word for how you're feeling at the moment. And I'll tell you about better help. If you're a Tennessee fan like me, you know how many years the big orange have shaved off your life with the emotional roller coaster of college sports, or maybe the roller coaster of life is messing with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals. Regardless, if you have clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human being going through a hard time, 
therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's where BetterHelp comes into play. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be hard, especially when you're limited to just the options in your area. BetterHelp's platform makes finding a therapist easier because it's online and remote. BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. Plus, with our link, betterhelp.com slash ATOZ sports, you get 10% off your first month. See a therapist because maintaining your mental health is just as important as maintaining your physical health. So this football season, check out betterhelp.com slash ATOZ sports, A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. To save 10% off your first month of better help. Thanks to them. Go support them because they support us. One word for how you are feeling at the moment. 41-21. Nice, comfortable win over the South Carolina Gamecocks in a revenge spot. Jamie says, happy. Educated opinion says, relieved. Pat Rose, we'll count this as one word because it's technically one proper noun. Rodney Garner uh crystal says closer to complete and she makes it one word there uh revenge if for alex better for mark competent for sean optimistic for trish crump what's your one word for how you're feeling for cooper mays so that means he, I'm, that means i'm feeling really good about the o-line you I wasn't last week on so on my end, literally for your one word, you like went out. I I don't know if it said, happened on the I, live stream. I said I said coop. Oh coop. Okay. <laughs> I just so it's not really a feeling. It's just except for it's a feeling of excitement because he's back. I I feel that completely, and it was it was so nice to see that it made a very clear difference. Oh, we did. Oh, it did. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, it was a clear and a, and a big relief. I think overall uh which was nice uh timothy says winner triple x pain <laughs> says consistent avenged from west growing from ashton charles optimistic brent satisfied harold harold is with you here he says maze that's his one word here we go nick says squirrel and I, i'll just go because it was so nice in this game you, they did everything defense i think is my my one word here, it was just great because we had all the talking points coming up where you went, if you don't play well, Spencer Radler will throw for 900 yards against you like he did last year. He he still has Xavier Leggett. He still has, you know, the, the ability with his arm because he's done it in weeks past. And not only did he have a not good game, he had a bad game and he had a bad yeah. time in Knoxville, Tennessee tonight. And yep. that is... Man, what a relief. So I'll I'll give it all a defense. That really was massive and was a joy to watch. And I'm I'm so glad that they did it. But with that said, let's finish with this. Uh that. No, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with this one. Um I think I I think I broke the code on uh Mr. Jones. <laughs> okay. He's a secret South Carolina fan because he's been all caps. All caps until the one comment about Beamer. Even though he's trying to hate on Beamer, now it's now it's lowercase. I think this guy. I think he's a, a closet South Carolina fan. He's 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 uh, trying to rate our show. Sad. I get it. I yeah. He he definitely. I from all of his comments in the past, he probably is a South Carolina fan. <laughs> if you if you know what he comments on our other shows, he. I don't think Mr. Jones is a South Carolina fan, but maybe uh, you, never you, know, know. you don't know. We don't know. 
<laughs> but uh, I do like that there was a whole section here. That there was a whole section here. James says brew. Chris says brew. Educated opinion says brew. That's a great one word. Uh, really thinking about Brew McCoy. That is still so tragic. No, no matter the, the nice ending to this game, it's going to be a little bittersweet because uh, of that. I actually was just looking at a, a tweet of an up close, a, a doctor speculating on the injury. Um, and they said, uh, they said their, their guess was posterior dislocation, uh, fractured tibia was the guess on the thing that I saw. Hopefully. Oh, hopefully it's not that bad, but, um, man, I just, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. It made me sick to my stomach. Um, but with honestly, with that in mind, I guess it's a, assuming brew McCoy will not be, uh, playing for this team and you just beat South Carolina by 21 points. Texas A&M two weeks from now, you do have a bye week Thank goodness. Maybe you can give Joe's knee some time where he can get right running the ball and anybody else. Uh, uh, Dante Thornton, who uh, I I saw somebody say it's maybe a hamstring, uh, whatever's off with him right now. Um, Texas A&M beats pretty comprehensively beats Arkansas today in a de facto home game in Dallas. Uh, how are you feeling about that one, Crump? You, I, I don't know. You, you said you, you have knowledge of Max Johnson, this backup QB. Yeah. Uh, um, what, what do you think of him? Well, I think he's a solid football player. Uh, I think he's, I think he can, he's not going to just, you know, wow, big play you, but he's going to consistently beat you. Does that mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't. You know, obviously, every every play there's a chance for a big play. His his game is being consistent, not making mistakes. I mean, look what he did. He started his career at LSU. Um, it was kind of the famous throwing of the cleat game, uh-huh. right? But he just absolutely annihilated Florida that game. Just dinking and dunking them, taking what they gave him. And almost like not lull you to sleep, but like wondering why are you not pressing downfield? Why are you not pressing for the big play? Because his game is I'm gonna I'm gonna take what's open. I'm gonna take what they give me. I'm not gonna pass up an open receiver for the big play. And somebody put on here Johnson reminds me of uh, Rick Clawson. That's a pretty good comparison. I like and that. Rick was the same thing. Rick was the same way. He's gonna take what was open, not try to force it downfield when not needed and take your shot when they call for it. So, you know, he – I'll be honest with you, he scares me more than their their starter that got hurt. He really does. That, well, <laughs> you don't love hearing that as a Tennessee fan with our history no, I mean, of, of specifically Florida backup quarterbacks roasting Tennessee. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I think – Texas A&M is in a pretty nice spot where their starter and their backup were both pretty good. Like you said, I mean, he's a kid who came from LSU, was highly regarded coming out of high school and, yep. and played a little bit at LSU too. And, and just hasn't been able to secure a starting spot. Now, obviously he has it. Uh, and, and so I obviously am kind of squirrely with any backup quarterback and especially one that has shown some prowess. They, they really have some athletes 
uh, on that offense. Some some guys that are pretty good on on defense. That defensive line is pretty good. I mean, Texas A&M two years ago had the number one recruiting class in America. A bunch of those guys left, yeah. transferred out, and whatever happened. You you had one guy, um, Nolan Walter Nolan, who was from Knoxville. He's the number one defensive lineman in America, if I'm thinking correctly, and he ended up yep. going to Texas A&M. Should have gone to Tennessee, but that was still I, – I believe that was after Heifel's first year. You just hadn't gotten over the hump yet. Oh, that was, that was old money. Yeah. They had old money in Texas. Um, Dang it. You know, but, and like I said, I'm, I'm never going to overlook an SEC team. Um, remember, Max Johnson won the starting job at LSU as a true freshman. Let that sink in. It's yeah, not like he's a count. slouch. This, no. he's not, this kid ain't a slouch. They one of their receivers. I don't. I don't know which one it was. Even said after their game tonight, they know they have two starting quarterbacks on their roster because they both started games. And Max started early in his career. Now was he kind of thrust into it a little, probably too early at LSU, probably, right? Um, but they didn't have a veteran quarterback at the time at all, and it was him and another true freshman. Um, was it that Finley? Is that his name that went to Auburn? That sounds um, right. Thing was family. It was it was them. Um, yeah. So he he's got experience. That's for sure. And he's got big game experience on the road. You know any of those things. So I mean, we can we got to be ready to play. And um, what is it? Anaya Smith, number zero. Yeah. Get your, we better be ready to cover him. And our special teams better come ready to play because that dude is dangerous. Yeah, they got um, a set of dudes. Um, they do. I, I'm I'm not sure that Jimbo always uses them to the best of their abilities. But I agree with that they they are there. Totally agree. <laughs> so totally, so totally agree. You know, take take it to what it is. I I do also think. I mean, you watch college football this season. The home field advantage is so massive this year. It and and in, yeah, it, it felt like it's it's gotten more in recent years for some reason where it just is really really hard to win on the road. So. Hopefully that helps Tennessee. I think it was massive tonight. There were multiple pre-snap penalties for South Carolina. The crowd was absolutely just rocking, and it, it looked so good on TV. If, if you were there, please know that it looked absolutely amazing uh, on ESPN. But Texas A&M, no. it, it's, it does concern me. I what, what were you about to say? Oh, no, it, it... Go ahead, go ahead. It's a slightly different subject, but it's a question. I just want to kind of reaffirm myself. That's all. Go ahead. Well, I, I really was just going to go to, uh, <laughs> do you think Tennessee is going to win? I, I mean, that that really uh, is kind of the, the next natural step. Do you think the ball's got it? I, I think so. I don't, I don't think, in Dormore, I think A&M's a good team. I think for what they've, the recruiting classes that they've had and, you know, the players that they have, I don't think they've played up to the potential consistently as people thought that Jimbo would bring. Yeah. All right. It's just, that's just my, I, I just don't think they have. Um, playing in Neyland is a little bit different. Even, I mean, you, anybody that has played there, even dudes at Georgia that have won national championships have said the hardest place to play is at Neyland Stadium. It's the loudest place they've ever been. And that, that's just what it is. So I, I do think that is one of our huge advantages. Um, and so what are we, 12 home games in a row now? Yes, big, big-time streak. So, Still going. That's uh, what I'm saying. I, I, I think, uh, honestly, I think that's our 
um, kind of ace in the hole. You I hope so. Mean? And, and, I, and once having Cooper back, he's back for a game, gets a bye week to kind of get healthy, which helps that as well. Uh, helps our run game. So I'm excited about that. But I mean, and I, I have a question before I forget, though. Technically speaking, can't Brew come back next year? I think Te- so. Technically, because he started college yeah. in 2019. In 2019. So before COVID. So technically, he could get a COVID year, correct? And I mean, he was, he was at 19, listen, 19 was at USC, 20 was at USC, 21 was at USC, right? So freshman, freshman, sophomore, last year in Knoxville, this year in Knoxville, that's five people that were in college before COVID hit technically got that sixth year. Correct. Yeah, so he, yep, I believe so. If Uh, I'm not mistaken, he, he would be eligible to come back next year. If, if this is a season ending, if I'm not mistaken, I wouldn't quote me on that, but I pulled up the stuff to, I pulled up his profile just on our website, just to be safe on when he went to USC. And, um, he went in 19 and that, that would be incredible because I, Oh, that would be tremendous. And and not just for Tennessee for his future. Cause I think he's going to yes. need a season to keep proving himself because yep. i mean he because he, well, he, he, he has been injured he has he has uh, he has had some injuries over his career yeah but what would be nice football wise it would help out a young quarterback having that veteran presence at receiver yes big time big big time uh i mean you, you do hope that like a uh a dante thornton or someone will get more settled in be a a veteran presence there but he's just not yet uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, that, that would be so huge. And I, and I want it for brew, I, cause the kid deserves it. I mean, you even saw, I mean, Hinden Hooker had a, a near Heisman season yeah. or tore his ACL and it just hurt you so bad with, with draft stock and everything else. So, um, I, I hope he can, that would be very, very nice. Um, I, I think that's it. Crop, you you are a yep. sleep deprived from your your you. If people don't know, you coach a high school football team that goes pretty late on most Fridays, and yep. so we'll we'll let you go. Anything else for the good folks at home before we bounce? No, just uh, thank you for watching the show and commenting, interacting with us, and uh, supporting Tennessee football because <clears throat> all of us obviously love Tennessee football. And um, so it's 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 fun to do this on Saturdays with you guys. And, and, you know, just thanks for watching and interacting. Absolutely. We couldn't do the show without everybody that watches. And the uh, the comments were on fire tonight. Hey, it's Jay. Go Big Orange. Go Big Orange. Go Falls, baby. We'll finish with Go. that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching. We seriously appreciate it. And uh, – I think that that's it. We'll we'll talk to y'all on on this version in two weeks, and then watch the the Big Orange podcast with myself, Zach Reagan, on the upcoming two Mondays before the game, Monday seven p.m. Eastern time. Me and Zach will be live, and we'll we'll talk, break down the game, predict the game, actual score predictions, all those stuff on the Big Orange podcast Monday seven p.m. on this exact YouTube channel where you're watching now, A to Z Sports Nashville YouTube channel. Thanks again. Seriously, you guys uh, are amazing, and we will talk to y'all. After, well, during the Texas A&M game.